the Basayan was um, the Basayan. He had a hard life. Also, uh, he ended up going to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, we have like a ton of letters from him that are printed in the second volume of the Basayim, which are really incredible stuff. His Torah, his Torah is amazing. Do you know, uh, Rabbi, Shiva, do you know of, uh, Rabbi Leibovitz Torah translating into English? That's actually, a, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I will say just uh, one last thing, Ashi. Just uh, one last thing, Ami. Um, just before, just before Ashi, we get yeah, started. Just before we get started is. Uh, yeah, just before we get started, uh, one cool thing about the Basayan is that the Basayan seems to be, the Basayan seems to be like this way of saying over Torahs of Shem Tov in this very extended discourse. His his Torahs are long, and uh, and you really have to follow. You have to like hold cup throughout, but it's a a pretty remarkable thing, you know this uh, this complete shlita on um, on Omikto Satar, which we're going to talk about tonight. Um, but wow, okay, I didn't know it was the yard site of Rav Avram Dovmi of Rich, the uh, Basayan. Um, that's really amazing. Okay, I have to learn a little bit of it later on. Um, that's important. Okay, so let's begin. So last week, uh, first of all, thank you all for coming. It's good to see you guys. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, maybe we'll spend some time afterwards just uh, saying shalom. But uh, we have some learning to do. So last time that we, and I apologize about last week, uh, we had a little bit of an internet outage, so we didn't get quite to meet. Uh, and I violated our kfiyas, so mechila. Your time's important, and I apologize. So we left off last time uh, with the description of Torah flourishing in its best natural conditions. Abes HaMikdash, in Eretz Yisrael, and Chukim Mishpatim, Kitikunam, and Rov Yisrael al the language of the Rambam for the activation of mitzvah satzliyus ba'aretz, that the majority of the Jewish people live in the land of Israel. Something I think we're coming closer to nowadays. Um, and um, in those best conditions, that's where Torah that Rav Kook was discussing in the uh, beginning of the first chapter, the Torah Shabal Pen, Torah Shabal that's where they flourish and uh, are best uh, serving and handmaidens to one another. Now Rav Kook wants to move to even more rarefied territory in his writings. And Maran Arav basically tries to expose the more prati sides, the more detailed uh, aspects of Torah. We've been speaking up to this point about Torah writ large, uh, Torah Lishma, Torah Shvalpeh, uh, where geographically and physically Torah is mischaber with this world best. And now we move to more rarefied territory. And that's going to continue really for the rest of the Chibur, the rest of Oros Torah that Rav, Rav Kook is going to try and elaborate and, uh, and put more scrutiny to these more prati sides of Torah that are expressed. Um, here, Rav Kook is going to talk about the concept of Torah Lishma. And Rav Kook cuts straight to the point. He goes directly to it without really too much deliberation, I think which is characteristic of this idea. There's a lot, a lot of discussion of what exactly is meant by the notion of Torah Lishma. Those two words have generated a lot, a lot of discussion. And Rav Kook basically over here dispenses with all of that discussion and goes directly to the point. And he starts and says, Inyan Torah Lishma, Lashema Torah. That when we talk about Torah Lishma, what we mean is for the sake of Torah. Now, that might sound like a tautology to you, right? A very circular, right? This learning Torah Lishma is learning for the sake of Torah. But the truth is, it's not. The only poal here is Lishma. What it's having an effect on is the Torah and the person who's learning it. So Rav Kook is going to try and explain to us how not only is this not a tautological statement, but really contains within it everything you need to know, at least in Rav Kook's estimation of what Torah Lishma, what this big concept 
mean? So again, in Torah Lishma, what does it mean, Torah Lishma, not just to learn Torah Lishma, but is, what is the concept of Torah Lishma? That is L'Shem HaTorah. So the learning of Torah or Torah as, uh, Torah qua Torah for the sake of Torah. Okay, so we're going to try and be Mavara what that means, because that's a, a difficult, nebulous statement. So let's learn a little bit, and then I want to go back to the Makoros. So when we talk about Chachma over here, what I think Rav Kook means is consciousness, is our ability to talk to one another, our ability to express ourselves to one another, our ability to understand things. Um, our ability to be able to think about something outside of ourselves, something I think distinguishes us from much of the animal kingdom, something that makes us uniquely human is our sentience, is our consciousness. I think that uh, one of the last strongholds of faith, you know, we've had questions on a lot of things, on creation of the world, you know, cosmology has come and has sort of given us questions there. Um, evolution, all these things that Cook deals with everywhere that form questions on the, un- the unique spirit of a, u- of a person, of a human being, of a tzalem elokim. And I think that the last final line over there is chachma, consciousness, sentience, or maybe uh, in the most, in, in, in the best way I could say, in language, our ability to communicate with one another. Mitzias ha the existence of this consciousness, the fact that we are, is God's will. God wants human beings, God wants the Tzalem Elohim to be expressed in consciousness, that we can talk to one another, that we can understand. And, and the fact that there is this consciousness, the fact that there's wisdom, the fact that we can understand what's around us, the fact that we have a, an ability to reach beyond ourselves. So that itself, consciousness itself, is the greatest thing possible is the most incredible, miraculous thing to even ponder at all. You can't can't even begin to understand how wondrous and amazing it is. And by the way, like Kimat, entire branches of philosophy deal with this very idea, specifically the notion of language as being that the, the miracle that gives birth to consciousness, the fact that we could express ourselves, the fact that we could communicate, the fact that we could write, speak, that and understand another person, that's a that's a miraculous thing. And the only lack that we see in this, the only the only problems that we see here is only from us. It's not it's not from our soul or consciousness's problems because that's incredible. That's the, that's a miracle. It's us that bring it down, that weather it down, that break it down, and cro- and create chesronos, communication breakdowns. Because of the very fact that we possess a soul, we possess a consciousness, we possess sentience, we have all these things, we're still human. We still have bodies. We still have physical needs. We still have drives that can be described as animal. Right? And, and, and I think that this is what we see, for example, in, in, in the Balatanya, this Nefesh Alokis and the Nefesh Bahamas, that we're pulled in these two different directions. The Chachma is related to the Nefesh Alokis. It's divine. It's from God. It's a spark of God within us. And what brings it down, what drags it down, what creates the tension that is the res- responsible for all of our pain, spiritually speaking, that's the Nefesh Bahamas. That's this animal side of us, the, the instinctual side, the driven side that we see plenty of in the animal kingdom as well, uh, that we share very much uh, with 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 other creatures on this earth that are not human beings. 
שמצד יוסינו שקועים בגוף, אין לנו מכירים כל עניין גודל וחוזק ואילוי מציוסף. We weren't really bothered or burdened by being in a body, by being physical, by being in a physical world with physical needs. If we, if we weren't burdened by that, we would be able to appreciate this Chachma in its greatest sense. Now, I think we'll find that, for example, in ascetic drives, which don't just exist in, uh, in Torah, an ascetic drive to be mema'it, to, to delimit one's intake, one's physical engagement with the world, to be magbilit, to hold it back in the hopes that by doing so, you'll be able to appreciate more of this wisdom or you'll have a more unmediated interaction with that wisdom. So, and, and you know, this is, this is fasting. And, you know, the Rav Zeyra's fasts in order to obtain Torah Saretz Yisrael, right? So before Reb Zeyra makes Aliyah, so he, um, when he comes to, he fasts before he comes to Eretz Yisrael to forget Talmud HaDabavil, to forget his learning in Galus, meaning that there is this kind of notion that you have to clean out our physical self in order to receive a higher level of wisdom. And I think that that's Reb Zeyra's action um, is, is, is demonstrating. Now, Chachmas HaTorah, so there is wisdom, and there is certainly, you know, there is certainly, uh, and this maps onto statements of Chazal, there's certainly Chachma outside of Torah. Chachma Begoyim Tamin, right? Yaftalukim Liyafes, right? Yishkom Yafes Bo'alei Shem, Chanukah Torahs, right? This notion that there is, there is wisdom, there is absolutely Chachma out there that exists not fully independent of Torah, but at least superficially independent of Torah. However, the Torah is the only way to really connect directly with God who gave us this, all of this Chachma in the first place. Meaning God gives everybody consciousness and ability to think, ability to communicate, ability to develop language, ability to be human. But the only way to, and that's found everywhere, but the only way to really connect to God is through the Torah. The only way to really connect to that Creator, a Torah Yigiloi, God desired, Kajbarhu desired for the wisdom to con- that connects directly to God, that's Torah. We express this by learning Torah and by doing it, or uh, more correctly, by doing it. Lishmor Vilaasos, right? To do it, so performing mitzvahs and for learning as well. Now I want to backtrack for a second. I know I've been uh, out there a little bit. But I want to backtrack for a second to talk about this concept of Torah Lishma. So the, in, 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 in Avas Dari Nasan, in Avas Dari Nasan we say that, uh, quote a passage from Mishle, Bechol d'rachecha da'ehu v'yesherech osecha. Yishnoa Kadosh Baruch in all your ways. And uh, the proof text for this that's cited by Avas Dari Nasan is, V'chol ma'asechi l'shem shamayim l'shem Torah. Everything that you do should be for the sake of heaven and for the sake of Torah. So I think that we understand a little bit the tautology in the beginning, why it's not a tautology. The way to be l'shem shamayim, we're here to be l'shem shamayim. We're not just part of this world. We act for the sake of our creator. We understand that we're created. And in, and in doing so, the only, way to, the only way to really do so is to be l'shem Torah, is to learn through Torah. So that's what it means. Inyan Torah Lishma is Lashem Torah, Lashem Ha Torah. And Lashem Ha Torah, as Rav Kook has just explained, is understanding who creates us, is understanding why we're here, is understanding what's the way to be most divine, to express the Tzalem Elokim, the gift of our consciousness, the gift of our sentience, the gift of our ability to communicate. 
through Osios Torah, through the letters of Aleph Beis. You know, there's this beautiful medrash in Osios Therabi Akiva, which talks about the fact that the building blocks of this world, right, the way Hashem's light comes down to this world is the building blocks of creation, which is Osios Aleph Beis, the letters of the Aleph Beis, that those are the building blocks of creation. That those letters are what allowed us to begin to write, were allow us to begin to develop language, allowed us to begin to communicate with one another. And the highest expression possible is the writing, is the ksiva of the Torah and the giving of the Torah. So when Rav Kook writes these words, in Torah Torah, it's not Rav Kook's language alone. I'm going to quote to you over here from Paragimel, from, sorry, Shardalid, Paragimel of Nefshchaim. So in Shardalid, Paragimel of Nefshchaim, Rav Kook says, Listen carefully to these words. Avalaemes, sorry, Chaim Velazhner says, Avalaemes, but Rav Kook also is saying these words. It's a direct quote, Kemat. Avalaemes, Ki'inyan Lishma. When we talk about Lishma, what does that mean? Perush Lishem HaTorah. So Lishma and everything is for the sake of the Torah because how would we know what God wants if not for the Torah? How would we know what Lishem Ma? What would I be acting for? if I didn't have the guidebook of Torah and mitzvahs to tell me what I'm acting for. So he quotes the Rosh on the Gemara Nedarim, and he says, Everything you talk about and everything you do when it comes to Torah should be for the sake of Torah. Now it's important to see the last line here, which brings it back down to earth a little bit. To know and to understand. You have to first really get it. You can't just read through it. You have to really know what you're talking about. You should engage more and turn it over and over and understand it. And you certainly shouldn't use it um, to raise yourself up or for material purposes or for degraded purposes. Meaning that Torah Lishma can also be understood primarily as a tris, as something that prevents you from using this light the wrong way, which you very much can. So this is where Rav Kook is basically getting the same language over here. So Rav Kook is quoting directly from, from the Nefesh Chaim. I want to say one quick thing, um, and then we'll move on. You know, so I had a thought that underlying, we know that Rav Kook's parents were both the Misnagid and uh, some of the descended from Levavitcher Hasidim. That Rav Kook, for example, I think in Rav Kook's uh, Kippah, Yehuda Mirsky describes in his biography that there was a piece of the Tzemach Tzedek's uh, kapata that was woven into a young Rav Avram Yitzchak HaKohen Kook's Kippah by his mother. Um, but his father was Misnag. His father came from, you know, the highest, uh, the best possible pedigree of uh, Lithuanian Misnag. And I think that the underlying ideas in Rav Kook's thought come from a place where it's a meshing of the base medrash of the Gra and Torah Sabeshd, that that's what we see in Rav Kook's writing, meaning the poetic expression is all Rav Kook himself. But it's an expression of those sources also being in the land of Israel. Rav Kook takes Balshemtov and the Gra, right over here we see for sure direct Limud from the base Medrash of the Gra. Quoting, opening this chapter on Torah Lushma directly, directly with a quote from Nefesh Chaim, and, um, and, and, and putting that as Rav Kook's own take as well. And he adds his parish. Then Rav Kook takes both the Baal Shem Tov and the Gra and puts them in Eretz Yisrael. And I think it's interesting because both the Baal Shem Tov and the Gra, their Torah ultimately gestures to one place, right? If you really, really take the Baal Shem Tov's Torah seriously, if you really, really take 
the base, the Torah of the base measures of the Grah really, really seriously. So it, it, it pushes you to go to one place and that's Eretz Yisrael. We see this, by the way, uh, in, in the Gedolei Atalmidim of both of these Bate Medrash. For example, uh, it's, I think it's not for naught that both of the Talmidim I'm about to talk about, their names are Menachem Mendel, right? So the Gra has a Talmud of Menachem Mendel Shklover, and he leads people to Eretz Yisrael. And the Baal Shem Tov is the Talmud, right? We're talking generational Talmud, but Menachem Mendel Vitebsk, Priyaretz. And he also leads people to Eretz Yisrael. That very early proto uh, Aliyah movements, very early movements to get to Eretz Yisrael, messianic movements, right? People that are trying to come closer to Mashiach are, 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 are doing the same thing based on the Torah, based on, on, on what they understand the Torah of their rabbis, the Grah and the Baal Shem Tov pushing them to. And Rav Kook, I think, expresses that here in Eretz Yisrael. And um, I think that Rav Lam, Zecher Tzadot Gavracha, in his book, Torah Lishma, also shows uh, it demonstrates really, it's an amazing book if you haven't read it, unbelievable book. I think the main part of, part of the main thrust of his argument over there is that really there's not that much of a difference between, between the understanding of Torah Lishma, understanding what this concept means in the base Medrash of the Baal Shem Tov and the base Medrash of the Grah. And you could look no further than in uh, Sefer Atanya, for example. Sefer Atanya tells us, Lishma, Hainu Kidele Kasher Nafshel Hashem. What Lishma means is that I'm connecting myself to the Creator, to the person that gave this Torah, which is exactly what Rav Kook says. Chachma Satora, Hiagilo Eloki Kfiritzoni Yisbarach, Abamitzadav Olsein V'Talmudim. Same thing, same thing. That's in Tanya, Likuta Amar Perke. Right. So they're all basically saying the same thing, just with different words when we're defining Torah Lishma. And Rav Kook is giving expression to that here. That's why I think that this is a magnificent uh, keta. Let's uh, let's finish it. Vehine Kol Alome Torah. Anybody that learns Torah, one, one more thing, just before I move on, I had a machshava that we also see, just to sing the praises of Rav Tzvi Yehuda, right, by placing this chapter, Perak Beis, immediately talking about Torah Lishma, by placing it directly after discussion of Eretz Yisrael, of Torah and Eretz Yisrael, I think is linking these two concepts. What I would say is that if you get to the bottom of all this, you learn Torah truly Lishma, you recognize the need to be in Eretz Yisrael. I think that that's what it means. I, 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 it, the order's flipped over here, but I think that that's, right, if you take the idea of what the Baal Shem Tov means by Torah Lishma, the idea of what the Vilna Gaon means by Torah Lishma, as expressed in Nefesh Chaim and as expressed in Sefer Atanya, so you understand that that only happens, you know, and you go back to Perak Aleph, Keta Gimel, and you say that that's Tzricha Eretz Yisrael Yos Benuya V'chol Yisrael Yosh M'malem M'sudar M'chol Sidreel in order for it to be fully expressed. That's just the, you know, take that or leave that. Let's continue. Everybody that learns Torah takes from this potential, the wisdom over here, the, the wellspring of this wisdom, and expresses it with action. And we do that through the way that our soul refra- refracts or reflects this light. Rav Kook's going to explain. The way in which this light, the way in which this chachma, the way in which this consciousness and wisdom is reflected is different for every single person. The way that I learn Torah and the light of, and my connection with Hashem through my Torah is different than Julian's connection with Hashem through his Torah or Romi, right? 
right? It's very different kind of connection. I'm just going according to the top bars on my Zoom, right? So it's very different. It's very different for every person. It's the same source. It's the same Torah. It's the same light. It's the same Akadosh Baruch Hu, but it's being expressed differently. We find this in the in, in the Hakdama of the Zohar. Noda b'sha'arim ba'ala. Right, one of my favorite ideas, uh, Nachman talks about this as well. No, the Bashar and Bala, this is, I think, the first Torah in Sichas Ran. Right? So, no, the Bashar and Bala says that Kol Echa Lefum Ashara Dilei. Everybody understands a Kaddish Baruch Hu according to their own, their own internal mechanisms, their own internal understanding. Every person is different. Each one of us is a unique expression of all of this chachma, a unique expression of consciousness, a unique chelek elokami ma'al. And that's what Rav Kook says, The way in Torah connects to my soul is is not going to be similar at all to the way that it's expressed in another person's soul. We each bring something to Torah. And that's very empowering because it says that when everybody understanding that I have a unique contribution to Torah, my life experiences, the, the level of intellect that I was granted by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the, the problems I face in my life or the successes I've had in my life, and where I come from, my parents and my physical state, you know, am I healthy, am I sick? All of this contributes to my own unique, my own unique connection to God and my own unique expression of Torah, which means that all of us expand the Torah with our learning. That by, that by learning it and by connecting more, so we express that light in our own way and, that, and thus expand the Torah. Torah, your Torah never existed in this world, right? Even if I might be, you know, offer tachas ragle Rebekah Eger, which I am, right? I mean, a ridiculous statement even to say that there's no... There's no way that I'll ever get to that or be or could even understand what that is. But I still know that that, that doesn't mean I give up learning Torah. It's not like Rabbi Kivager did all the work. It's not like uh, it's not like uh, you know any tzaddik does all the work. We have to do our own work. Even if you're not a tzaddik, even if you're not gifted with the same with the same unique faculties or you know world historicals genius of these tzaddikim, you still have your own light and you still have to do your part in expanding Torah. It didn't expand to you until now, until you started to learn. And since we know that Hashem wants the Torah to be expanded, the proper way to do so is through love of this great light. Meaning, how are you going to ensure that you increase the light of Torah in the world, that you're Magdil Torah Uladir? So the way that you do so is, through, is, is by recognizing it's an act of love. Because the truth is, if you, if you learn Torah Tanova and you know that your contribution won't really hold a candle to much greater contributions to Torah, you know, where's my Svarim going to be? Or where's my Chidushim going to be? So Rav Kook says, that's why you do it out of an act of love. Might not be something that you could be misparnished from. You're not going to make money from it. You're not going to become famous through it. You're not going to be, uh, you're not going to necessarily be able to use it. And that's all a good thing. And then sure, it's that you're learning the Shema. You're just learning out of the love for Torah, out of an understanding that this is how I do what Hashem wants in this world. Out of a love for this great light. 
And the, the love, what's the light? The light is that there's more godliness in the world, that the world is more holy, that we reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu down here a little bit more. She's God, the Yota Yota. I'm thinking of, um, you know, the Kaddish that you say at the end of a Siyam when you finish a Masechta, when you finish Torah Shabbat Peh. You say, right? What do you do at the end? You say a Kaddish. God's name should be magnified and sanctified. Right? And that by doing so, right? why are we saying because by learning Torah and by finishing Masechta, right? By starting and, and finishing Masechtas and learning more Torah. So many people have finished this Masechta before me, but I, I'm, I'm helping create a new world by expanding Hashem's light by, by now, by Josh Rosenfeld having learned this Masechta. I should be zilcha to do so. Mikol Shekin, Rav Kook says all of this is even more so. L'chadish Torah. When we learn Torah and we really, really dive into it and we start to have chidushin. That we start to really not just have it course through us, not just go through the act of learning Torah, but actually create our own Torah. You guys remember what I told you, I hope, months ago when I talked about the way that I think of Chidushe Torah, is that right now we're looking up at the, the window, and the window has, a, you know, has the shades on it, but Chidushe Torah is I peek through those shades. And I start to look and I see a new vista. So Mikol Shekin L'chadish Torah. We open up new vistas. That's a double revelation. Torah is expanded simply by our learning it, by your soul learning Torah. It's even more expanded when, when, when you're mechadish, when you teach Torah, you add your Torah, you, you renew an understanding of Torah in this world. So, um, so I think we'll, we'll, we'll leave off here. I think we'll leave off here. I, I, had, a mind, I had a mind to do the second chapter 